All right, we are live, Brad. Our second live stream to our YouTube page and to our Facebook page. Giants are on the television right now. They're up four to zero in the top of the sixth over the Reds. Got a few couple home runs there to uh, stake us out to this lead. And let's see how uh, Logan Webb deals for the rest of this game because, as we've seen this last week, the only thing that really stopped us from having a 6-0 and record was the bullpen just kind <laughs> of uh, imploding. And and look, the Giants, in one of those games, the Giants weren't scoring any runs either. So right. one small mistake here and there, and that, that was rough. But on, uh, what was it, Saturday, they had a 6-2 lead. They had a 4-0 lead and a 6-2 lead. And then it was... Uh, two runs here, two runs here, two runs here, and then they lose the game. Do you know, if you were to guess, what is Mac Cheese's ERA? Oh, well, you know, he's a tough one because he'll have those two awesome games like he did earlier in the week against Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, put, puts runners on, so his whip is probably really rough. I'd say his ERA is in the, like, 4.2 range. Because of... That's uh, Saturday game. It is over five. Wow. Yeah. And that's not ideal for a closer. Not really what you want <laughs> if you're a closer. Um, but here's a, here's a stat they threw out on the Giants pregame show today. I thought was kind of fun because we talk about uh, the bullpen. And, and, and if, you, if the Giants bullpen blows a game and you go to Twitter, you're going to drink more than you were already <laughs> drinking. Um, yes. But, but here's, a, here's a stat. When they have the lead uh, from the seventh inning on, they're 22 and 2. Nice. That I mean that that to me is amazing. Uh, we talk about you got Mac Cheese, you got Tyler Rogers, so you've got the guys that can do it in the very back end. Um, you know, I w- I would imagine that uh, Mac Cheese's uh, ERA is probably in those close games, tied games, right? Yeah. Pr- probably not when they're winning, but but when he or when he comes in and it's a tie ball game, right? Um, th- that's when he kind of gives up the lead. So so that's the tough part. But twenty two and two. It just kind of tells you those starters need to go further. They need to just keep stretching them out and get them out to that seventh inning and then close it out. Right now we're in the, oh, do we have another bomb? Dubon. Dubon with a Dubon right there. So uh, five nothing, five nothing ball game. And five we're nothing. at the top of the six. So we got to get one more inning with the lead and the Giants are going to lock this game down. And the thing about this Reds team is, you know, they're going to hit home runs. They're, they're, pr- I mean, it'd be great to shut them out, but they're not the kind of team that, you know, you, you get a couple and you're like, oh, we're good. No, they they got some hitters in their lineup. So this this one is is still not over. It's it's far no. from over, I think. So not in but this yeah. ballpark in no. Cincinnati. It's ne- it's like Colorado, man. But it's, uh, you know, he took that one to the nice part of the yard, left center field. Uh, that's a poke. He's strong. He's a strong man, Dubon, right? Big guns. <laughs> uh, I don't know if people heard, but as you can tell, I'm not in my normal area. I'm actually on the road. My son uh, graduates from University of Arizona yeah. tomorrow. So I'm, awesome. in, I'm in I'm in Tucson, but I had to do this show with Brad. We talked about doing the live stream. I was like, I can take this show on the road. But then you get like a random phone ringing in, in the background, which also tells you that my parents actually have a home phone. I've, mine has you- gone off during our show a couple of times <laughs> and there's a, uh, we still have a home phone. I'm trying to get rid of the home phone. Denise is like, oh no, we got to have it because emergencies. Reno 
is known for their awful cell service. Oh, really? So you kind of have to have a home phone just in that case, makes sense. But, that definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm not doing my normal thing, you know, at, in my office. But as you can tell, there's lots of memorabilia. And if I, like I was that. to give the tour of this entire room, it is basically boxes and boxes and boxes of baseball cards. My dad is a huge collector. I'm looking up here and there's a, a a Barry Bonds bobblehead. Uh, this Brad can kind of plug his ears. There's a lot of 49er stuff. Ah, (laughs) there's a, there's a, (laughs) there's a maze and McCovey photo. There's signed baseball. So that's what this room is. Uh, so that, you know, when I, whenever I come here, I come and check it out and he's got, he, we we opened some packs of some old cards the other oh, day too. Cool. So after the show, please take some photos uh, and throw them up on Instagram. Yeah, do a little uh, little book here, like four or five photos, so that we could see it. Because I'd love to see the Maze and McCovey yeah. pictures. Totally, that, that is awesome. I've got uh, Louisville Slugger bat hanging up right here. My parents went to the Louisville Slugger uh, factory a few years ago when they were in Kentucky, um, and it's actually signed by. Me. It's a, oh, wow. it's a it's a Brad Evans bat. My mom said, <laughs> I need your signature for some official paperwork for our will. And this and I said, All right. So I signed it, emailed it to her, and then she took it to the Louisville, Kentucky uh, factory, and then they put it on the bat. And it's got a Giants logo on it too, which is really cool. So before we veer completely off topic, yeah. <laughs> I would love to visit the Louisville. Uh, there's like a bat museum out there, right? Yeah. So they did that. They did the factory. I'll have to get some pictures from, uh, from my parents too. We'll throw those up on Instagram. I'd like to start doing a little bit more of that on Instagram. So I want people to stay tuned for that. I have also boxes of baseball cards up in my closet. I have a Will Clark signed card. I've got a, uh, Bob Brenly signed card. I've got a Bob Melvin signed card. So I want to take some pictures of those. I know Ash Day does an awesome job. Oh yeah. That. He, I mean, he's so into cards right now. So his his uh, baseball card pictures, every time he posts them, I'm like, I wonder if I should get back into collecting again. And he's starting to kind of get that itch going for him. So, you know, co- collecting is actually really hard to do right now because Ooh. the card, because of the pandemic, you can't really find cards. They're all very highly priced. So if you like, like if you think back to when we were kids, you go to a liquor store, there's a pack of tops for a buck and a half. Yeah. And you know, you get a couple packs and, and you come home, you go to a, like a Walmart, a target, they're wiped out. Like oh, everybody gosh. just goes and gets them because the market is so high right now. And they even actually stopped selling sports cards at target because there's been like fighting over trying to get to the boxes and stuff. So I can um, imagine the theft too, and that is probably pretty outrageous in a store like that and like a Walmart because that's really they don't do the greatest job of loss prevention. So I think baseball cards you could just go in there, open up the box, grab some packs, throw them in your. No, I'm not condoning that. I'm not saying you go and do that. I'm just saying you probably could. <laughs> you probably you probably could, unfortunately. But um, okay. So before we get started, we're gonna talk about the week that was and the upcoming week and our player of the week and all that stuff. Um, what are you drinking? Cause I think people mm. may have seen me pick up like some weird cup 
but uh, first <laughs> yeah, you start uh, and then, okay, and then I'll go. Cause, yeah. Cause I got to know what the heck that was. Uh, so I've got, uh, I went to total wine. We talked about last week on the show. I got some um, Sazerac rye and I also picked up a bottle of, of some of my favorite here, some Buffalo trace. Uh, those bourbon drinkers mm-hmm. are probably very familiar with that. That is one of my favorites. Uh, it's very meaty. Uh, got a lot of, uh, got a lot of wood, uh, bite to it. And it's, uh, become one of my favorites. I, I saw it in a magazine one time in an article. I still read paper magazines. I think we've talked <laughs> about that before too. I'm one of those guys. I like the paper magazines. Uh, I think it was in like men's health and they were rating some of the kind of, um, you know, mid range price, uh, bourbons. And that's one that keeps popping up as Buffalo trace. Uh, so, so that's what I've got in my, uh, bourbon trail glass with uh, two, two ice cubes to stretch it out a little bit and get nice lacing. But yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites there. All right. So, this is my sippy cup here. Look at look at that. So, um, for my son's graduation, we had his party on Saturday, and all of his grad friends, you know, they're they're over twenty one. So, <laughs> we had uh, had a, had a little bit of, of alcohol. Uh, we had some wine for the older adults, and I, I asked my son. I said, "Okay, so you know, this is for your party." what do your friends drink? Like, what is the young person's, you know, 21 year old drink? And he said, there is a, uh, an IPA in a can called hazy. Mm-hmm. And then they drink these truly drinks like these vodka uh, spritzer flavored thingamajiggers. So that's what Denise likes. That's her drink. And so I was like, okay, so I, I get about half and half. I figure, oh, you know, they're probably the young women are going to drink these truly drinks and, you know, and the young men may drink the IPA. No, it was like two dudes would drank the IPA and everyone else drank the truly drinks. So I was like, what's going on here? Like I was teasing. I was like, Oh, you, you man, you manly young men, you know, drinking these wine spritzers or these vodka spritzers, whatever. But, um, so I also had bought some IPA whiskey because I was like, oh, if the oh, yeah. if, if somebody drinks IPA, I'll just get the IPA whiskey, put some uh, some spritzer water, some seltzer water in it, and I'll just drink that. But then, you know, no one was drinking the IPA, so I didn't even really get to it. So I had this whole bottle of the, the Jameson IPA whiskey, and so I just put it in this sippy cup there you with go. some ice, a little bit of water, <laughs> and this is going to tide me over through. Well, and because, you know, my parents don't drink, so there's no whiskey oh. glass. That I thought, oh, maybe coffee mug. But then I was like, no, this I, I found this one sippy cup thing that I don't know if it's a child. I don't think it's a child <laughs> sippy cup. If it's like my my nephew's <laughs> sippy cup, I'm really going to have to watch this before I get yeah. back to him. Or maybe but, it was um, maybe it was for your boys back in the day, and it was just held on to you for that many years. Maybe, maybe. If maybe. knowing if that was my mom, yes, that's. That, <laughs> I think there's probably still sippy cups for the 14 and 12 year olds at our house, but yeah, that no, that's uh, so hazy IPAs. Love hazy IPAs. Um, almost every brewing company makes them now, which is fantastic because you get to try all these different ones. One of my favorites right now is I love the low alcohol hazy IPAs. So they're making session hazy IPAs, which are like 4.5%, but Mm. they got that nice big kick, uh, fruity IPA taste to them. So those are good. So Sierra Nevada makes one right now. And I'm really on that one, like 4.6%. I like that one a lot. Mm. Nice. 
That's probably yeah. why they're on their Trulies too. 90 calories, 100 calories. Right. right. Watching their beach and swimsuit figures, those boys. And <laughs> you, you're right. And it is going to be probably lo- lower alcohol volume than than a full beer as well. No, not really. Actually, they're 5%. Are they? Um, yeah, they're 5%. They're, they're more than some session IPAs. So they're, mm. they're up there. But I think the cans might be smaller. So yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. 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 All right. So let's actually get into this and you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated. I'm sure if you're yeah. watching us, you're watching this game. And if you're listening on the podcast version, just sort of go back to where you were watching this game. And, and as we are watching, uh, as you listen tonight or tomorrow or the next day, uh, so Reds, one runner on Logan Webb is still dealing here. Uh, like Brad said, we kind of want to see where they get. If they get to the seventh inning, it's a little bit more of a done deal. So hopefully uh, Logan can get through this inning. He's only at 77 pitches, so he probably can even come out for the seventh uh, if he gets through this inning a little quick. All right, so let's talk about last week. Giants go five and two last week. Right. And this is how tough the division is. The Giants go five and two. Oh, four and two. I'm sorry, four and two. Four and two. Yes. The Padres, I, I don't think they lost all week, and they're only a half game behind the Giants. And the Dodgers are just two games behind the Do- Giants. And the and the Dodgers have been hurt. I know a couple of guys for the Padres got um, you know, were on the COVID list. So you know, we've all we've been talking about this pretty much since the beginning of the season, which is these two juggernauts and the Giants are gonna have to stay with them early this season. They have to stay with the Giants, but they're coming, man. They they are definitely coming. Both teams are are starting to play a lot better, a little bit more consistently, and you know, especially when the Dodgers, when they get some of their guys back. I guess Corey Seeger broke his hand or something, right? Yeah, and as if our National League only fantasy team <laughs> couldn't use any more injuries. Oh, man. Here we are. There's nobody to pick up because there's 13 teams, 26 yeah. roster spots. Corey Seager goes down like four to six weeks. And I'm thinking, so this morning I go on and I start scouring. I go, oh, who, who can we get? Nobody. Not There's like one guy for the Pirates who gets one at bat a game. I grabbed <laughs> him. So there we go. Um but yeah, so we kind of we, we need Solano back. That's the problem. Well, Solano's coming back, and I think we got Ketel Marte, who's actually uh, on a rehab assignment with the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's here in Reno starting tonight. So I was going to hop on and listen to the game after this and kind of uh, see how he does. Um, excited to go to a Reno Aces game, Triple uh, A AAA baseball in two weeks. Very excited for that. Uh, but yeah, we knew that at the beginning of the season. We knew that if the Giants were going to stay with the Padres and Dodgers, they had to play outlandishly awesome baseball. They've done that, right? Uh, They faltered with their middle relievers in the bullpen. Um, How do you fix that? I I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't really know how you fix that. that They have so many relievers as it is that they're running in and out. Um, When they get to the later innings, that kind of seems to be when uh, when Kapler excels, uh, you know, making his decisions be- between Tyler Rogers, who had two saves this week, uh, Mac Cheese, who had two saves this week. So if he can start kind of playing the numbers there, and we thought Berger too, Berger could be a guy uh, uh, late in the game who could be uh, a closer for them. Um, you know, he faltered a little bit in uh, in Pittsburgh uh, in that extra inning game. But again, the offense, like you said, too, the offense didn't didn't do anything. Uh, so here they are going to the uh, 
you know, bottom of the uh, ninth inning uh, with a one nothing lead. Well, what do you do there? I mean, you put in a lot of pressure on the Giants bullpen. Do you remember how many pitches Gossman was up to at that point? Uh, You know what? He has not pitched less than 90 pitches in a game this year. Um, You know what? As a matter of fact, I was looking at pitch counts this morning because I thought, how is it that these guys um, can get stretched? How can we get to that seventh inning sooner? And like we're seeing right now, Webb's out here with 85 pitches, two outs in the bottom of the six yep here's where you start to get in that danger zone he's got a three two count running those counts up uh the reds are doing a good job of pushing him to that point if if the giants can get into the seventh and eighth inning with their pitchers around 80 pitches and then push them to 90 maybe 100 you can see some of these games that are getting away from us in the fifth and sixth innings start to kind of come back and, and, uh, but you know, that's a tall task. That's, that's easy to just say. And he got out of the inning. Uh, I didn't say what well, didn't see. Was that a line, line, dri- line drive to baby? Yes. Okay. So 86 pitches now run him out there for the seventh. I mean, we're going to see what Kapler is going to do, but that's kind of what you, do you need to get that? <laughs> oh, <I'm kidding. laughs> so, so you got to I wish I had like a BB gun and could just like shoot it. <laughs> Um, so that's what Kapler, that's what he needs to do. Just kind of run him out there, see what he can do. Um, get to that eighth inning, get to that ninth inning, get Tyler Rogers, Mac cheese. Tyler Rogers is going to throw what 162 games this year. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, it's pretty, arm. yeah, exactly. So let me, I'm, I'm going to pull up Gossman's pitch counts here over the season because they are actually really, really impressive. Well, he was, he was on it, right? He had a, he was throwing a great game. He, uh, won, uh, hadn't given up a run. So you got to run him out there. Like, yeah. you know, the, the thing is like, we want to see the shutout, right? We want right. to see that for him because for starting pitchers, it's, it's rare these days. You, it's rare to see a nine-inning right. shutout. Back when we were growing up, like, that's just how it was. But So I wanted to see it for him for that reason. Like, that's kind of a stud thing for, for you know, Jacob deGrom is going to throw a nine-inning shutout. You yeah. know, certain guys, uh, Shane Bieber is going to throw a nine-inning shutout. But Scherzer, the, I mean, the top sure, guys. Yeah, the top, yeah, top, yeah. top guys. And, and so if we think of him as a top guy, we're like, okay, we want that for him too. Yeah, absolutely. And and so he threw he got through 96 pitches. And he hasn't thrown less than 90 pitches in any of his starts this year. He's gone 90, 96, 90, 108, 101, 95, 97, 96. So he's there. He's stretched out, right? I mean, he he can go. What killed him in that game was that he came out in the ninth inning and gave up bloop knock, bloop knock. And, yes. and I think Kapler got a little nervous there. I would too. I mean, it was a one-run game. It was one nothing. Yes. I, I mean, again, the, the offense wasn't doing anything against one of the worst pitching staffs in, in the majors. And so if you're not scoring runs, you've got that pressure. I think his fastball was still up there in, in the uh, low 90s, so he was still pitching really well. 96 pitches. I mean, if he's, if somebody's going to blow the lead, let him blow the lead at that point. I I say with 96 pitches. Okay. So then that takes you to my next question, Mm -hmm. which is we talked about this last year as maybe the one thing 
that Kapler is probably going to have for the rest of his career, which is this reputation as a guy who fiddles way too much with his bullpen. Yep. And Bochi was the master, right? Like Bochi was the guy he, he, he would make these decisions and it's not like the giants weren't using analytics, but Bochi was also right. using a, a gut thing. And, and so I think a lot of the fans are like, ah, you know, I, I, do we go with this analytics model or, you know, can Kapler ever be the guy who uses his gut like Bochi? And, you know, it, it hasn't worked out very well for him. I'd say he's, probably he's not terrible at it this year whereas last year i was like oh my god how many times are we going to go to trevor got yeah you know last year was a covid thing yeah these guys weren't stretched out they didn't have a spring training so we gave him a flyer on that right right so and so and so now that that number that you said though that stat that you said the record that they have with the, the lead through the seventh inning that is a good record and i what i'm wondering is are we being too hard on Kapler when it comes to this stuff. I, I 100% believe so. Uh, it's, it's early in the season. We're in mid may. We're not in June. We're not in July. We're not in August. Uh, we were talking who else is there? I mean, his bullpen management isn't terrible. These guys still need to come in and make pitches. They still yes. need to hit their spots. Camilo Duvall needs to not throw cock shots down the <laughs> middle of the plate, right? I mean, if you're well, going to throw look, a fastball and a slider, you got to mix it up. You got to get it up in the zone, down in the zone, inside, he, outside. He's a, he's a two pitch guy. Yeah. And he throws hard, but it's straight. At least it looks to me that it, it it's fairly There's straight. There's no movement. It's it's a Hunter Strickland fastball with no movement. That's a really good that's a really good analogy right there because that's who he does. The fastball looks like Hunter Strickland's fastball. Yeah. Um. And and you know that these are big league hitters. Like they know they're like okay, he's he cannot locate this slider. So I'm looking for one pitch. Yes. And yeah, that, the, that's how it's working. The slider is off the plate. It's not biting the corners. It's not a backdoor slider to left-handers that's going to pop in over the plate. Um, so, so again, they're just straight four-seam fastballs right down the not, – not necessarily down the middle of the plate. But like you said, if you're a major league hitter and you're looking for a fastball, you can hit a fastball. There's a reason you're in the majors, and yeah. it's because you can hit a fastball. Can you hit a slider? Can you hit a changeup? Can you hit all that stuff? If you don't need to look for it, it doesn't matter. You just sit on that fastball. So Duvall may not be the answer late in the game. Um, you, you know, can he be a guy that you can gain some confidence in a, uh, you, you know, you're you're down two runs in the fourth inning, fifth inning, and your starter has given up four or five runs. Bring him in. If you're going to keep him up in the majors, I say bring him in in the middle of the game in those types of situations. Tie ball games, you know, 2-2 two, two in the fifth, in the sixth. Um, not with a two or three run lead late in the game. That's just not his MO right now. And it does look like they're sticking with him. They had every opportunity to send him down, yeah. and they're sticking with him. So uh, for good or for bad, we'll see. I, I just wonder how many more high leverage situations that – they're going to test him in. And some of that is, you know, they're running out so many guys that sometimes he just has to be the guy. But I think it was uh, him, Selman and McGee. They, they both yeah. gave all three gave up two runs to lose that game on Sunday. Um, okay. So let's, let's move on because it was a successful week. They beat the Rangers the first two games. They split with the pirates. Unfortunately, 
at least if you take one of those games that you gave up, it's it's it looks a lot better. But still, four yeah. and two is a really good week. Uh, I think there's nothing to really be ashamed of. You just see these, you know, as, as the team gets good, you see these little small things, and you're like, oh, if we could just be a little bit better at that, tighten this up here, this team could be really good. Yeah, so it, it's that four and two week. If you don't win yesterday. It's a three and three week, and it feels like a complete failure. After they swept the Rangers and they had a 2 0 week going, I texted you and I said, If this team has another three and three week, I'm going to be really upset because mm-hmm. then you know they went one and three in Pittsburgh. Um, if it was the other way around, say they won their first two games in Pittsburgh, lose Saturday, Sunday, it still doesn't feel like a successful week, but four and two. Is a good week, but you've got the Dodgers and you've got the Padres nipping at your heels. So <laughs> four and two, I mean, when you have a chance to basically go six and oh, you got to look at this at some point and say, we, we got to get better in the middle innings. And uh, one guy, I'll just throw it out there, Nick Tropiano. I love the guy. I loved him from the time they signed him. Uh, I think he would be an awesome addition to the bullpen. He's a guy that can eat up two or three innings in the middle of a game. Uh, you're up, uh, you're up three nothing in the fifth, and your your starter has ninety pitches. Uh, he's a guy who can come in, a right hander, come in and get you two or three innings. So, and the cool thing about that is uh, somebody replied to one of our old shows before the season even started, where we talked about him. Yeah. And they, so they had just sort of, I guess, heard it and you know, just clicked through some stuff. We were talking about him, and then they commented and said that, you know, that they they really think that he's going to do something this year for us. So. I, I I hope so. He's, I mean, he's not. He hasn't started out fantastic in AAA so far. He, I think, he's pitched seven innings, but he has twelve strikeouts. I mean, he's got some swing and miss stuff, and that's what the Giants like. They like swing and miss stuff. Don't be surprised if Doval goes down before the Dodgers series, and you see Tropiano come up before the Dodgers series. All right, let's talk about the player of the week. You put it out to the Twitter universe. And what did the Twitter universe say? Twitter universe, uh, after having an angry uh, uh, four-game set in Pittsburgh, uh, the Twitter Twitter universe was very angry, uh, Giants <laughs> Twitter universe, over the weekend, which is understandable. I mean, it, you hate to see games get away from you that are that are W's, but it's 162 games. You're also going to win some games that you probably shouldn't necessarily win. Uh, I like to call the Texas Rangers series the Charlie Culberson uh, <laughs> giveaway series. You oh, know, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't give away a Charlie Culberson uh, bobblehead, but he gave away two games to us, and so we thank him for that. Yes. Uh, the, uh, so you're going to get those games, and you're going to lose some other games. So, uh, so Twitterverse uh, liked our poll today. Um, you know, I always, I'm, I'm always not sure which order to put the players. Cause I always feel like it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a scientific, uh, <laughs> experiment. If I put a player first, is he going to win? I think that player has won every single one of them. So I was going to flip them today, but I thought, well, I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to mess with the, the experiment. Um, so let me pull up my bookmark here. So I went with. Okay, so starting from bottom up, we had three players, two pitchers, one hitter. Brandon Crawford came in third place with 12.5% of the vote. He had a 316 average this week. He won it for uh, Player of the Week last week. Yep. Uh, has he won two? No. I think he it's hasn't. just okay. been Buster. 
Okay, so just the one, and he was in it for this week. So Crawford, 316 average, 449 Woba, two home runs, three ribs, four runs, and two walks on the week. Uh, and then second place, I threw Ty- Tyler Rogers in there. I, it was looking good for Mac Cheese at the beginning of the week. I go, oh, well, <laughs> finally we're going to get Jake McGee in there for player of the week. Not so much in the Pittsburgh nope. series. Kind of gave that one away. But Tyler Rogers, steady Eddie all season long, four innings this week, two saves, one hold, one hit in those four innings, no walks, and uh, no earned runs. So 0.00 ERA. He came in second place with 18.8% of the vote. Your winner for player of the week. This week is Alex Wood, 2-0. He has a two-start pitcher. So Logan Webb, these two-star pitching guys, have a chance each week to kind of hop in there. And he's got uh, – Logan Webb has a two-start week this week. So, uh, But Alex Wood, 2-0, 1.38 ERA, 13 innings. In those 13 innings, four walks, 13 strikeouts, two earned runs. And that gets him the player of the week. Well, that makes him – a two-time player of the week. So hey. if we go to the beginning of the season, Buster Posey was our week one winner. Then it was Brandon Crawford. Then it was Alex Wood. Then in week four, nice. it was Gossman. Week five was Buster again. Then we had our B-Craw week. And didn't you say that uh, B-Craw's mom enjoyed that poll? She did. Last week, uh, we put up the poll, and it was uh, Crawford, Belt, and Whistler, I think, were the three. Uh, B-Craw ended up winning it. Last night, I'm getting ready for bed. I get an alert on Twitter. And uh, Lynn Crawford, who's uh, Brandon Crawford's mother, liked the poll from last week. Randomly, out of nowhere, uh, almost seven days later. I thought that was pretty awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Alex Wood, our second two-time winner. And just to update the game here, uh, I we had been watching early and. Wilmer Flores is playing third base, which is, you know, it, it is it is a thing to watch him play yeah. a position other than first base. And so early in the game, there was a chopper. He gloves it, does this lollipop throw to first. And and it, 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 it was he got him. He got him. So second time. He, no, he actually pulled he pulled a uh, rough off the bag. Well, that was the second one. Oh, that was the second. one. That's right. You're You're right. You're right. There was, a, and so this is the second one, same sort of play. There's only one out. He, he he should have turned the double play, brain fart, or maybe he didn't think that it was hit hard enough. Does another lollipop throw to first, pulls rough off the bag. Even if he doesn't pull rough off the bag, there's a good chance the runner beats it. Right. So it's the seventh inning. They did pull Webb out. So Garcia is pitching. And so there's another chopper to Flores. He lets it eat him up, so it kind of hits him right in the wrist. Luckily, it pops right into his hand. He makes a nice throw, and, oh, nice. and we threw him out. So, but it was—I was almost—I was, almost, was watching this going like, "You son of!" And then he, yeah, then he made yeah. the play. He's very I, scary. As as I told you when you tweeted, I was like, "Man, his his defense hurts my feelings." Yeah, yeah, and and we'll have the DH next year. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of candidates on this team. Uh, for the DH. I mean, the Giants are playing really good defense this year all around, but with all the injuries, I mean, you've got Solano out, you got Listella out, uh, you know, you had Yaz out for a little while with all those injuries. And but they're 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 putting a cap on Buster. Yeah. They don't they don't yeah. want to burn him out for sure. 
And he's having an amazing season, by the way. Yeah, and George Contos on the pregame show on uh, NBC Sports Bay Area had mentioned that he wants to see Buster play first base. And I keep lobbying for that. I'm like, you know, Ruff's good. Uh, I like him at first base. But if you want to give Buster a quote-unquote day off, put him at first base, Casale a catcher, and uh, you keep the bat in the lineup. Because what is he hitting, like 385 right now? So, well, he, I think he's at an 0 for 4 today. So before, yeah. before, the, before the game, yeah. It's still hard to take that bat out of the lineup, though. And so anytime you know he plays two games of catcher and comes out, plays one game of catcher and comes out, it's, it's hard to watch with this offense struggling the way it is. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple of the things that I wanted to get to. Uh, so we already talked about the bullpen implosion. And, you know, I, I I really don't know, like, you know, when we were younger, when we're watching baseball, like every team had like this dedicated closer and you knew all the good closers. And today, so many guys get used. And so it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they have three guys that they can use. If their closer throws two, day, two days in a row, then they're going to throw this other person. So I really don't. I'm like looking up and down and go like, is this the closer? Is this the closer? This person has seven saves. This person has five saves. Like, what's going on? The only one who's really, it feels like a real closer is Melanson. He's like right. 14 for 14 or something on saves. Well, and like, then going into the season, they didn't even know if he was going to be the closer. It yeah. was Melanson. It was Emilio. Uh, I can't remember his name, but there were they, they had like two or three candidates on the Padres to close. So I, I was shocked when I saw Melanson in our fantasy league. First three games of the season, boom, 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 save, mm-hmm. save, save. And I was like, mm, I better grab him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he's been great. It's yeah. kind of funny because, you know, he doesn't throw very hard anymore. Uh, but the Reds just scored their first run. Uh, so uh, base hit with a runner on first and second. So now we have 5-1, Giants up 5-1, Reds with runners on the – no, it's only – I guess – I thought it was two runners on. So it looks like there's only oh, someone on the first. Winker was the whole person who got a hit. And here we go, right, with the bullpen. Um, Garcia is – he got the first two out, and now you know these last two last two guys. Uh, the, the the runner had gone to second on a pitch in the dirt, and Buster tried to throw him out at second, but he was safe. So, yeah, here we go. Let, let's. But uh, one of my one of my uh, my old one of my original favorite Giants Twitter follows when I first got on Twitter. Her name is Gidget G I D G E T. She's hilarious. She only tweets about the Giants, which is great. But she's <laughs> also a photographer. She's got like these great shots. But every time the starting pitcher comes out of the game, there's a, I think there's a gif of Samuel Jackson. Is it Pulp Fiction or something where he's like, "Hold on to your butts." Yeah. <laughs> and so she. she I, that's I can't her, remember that's which her, movie, but yeah, that's her gif. Every time the bullpen, they that's turn the awesome. game over to the bullpen. So. That's that exactly awesome. what I thought about when <laughs> Garcia just gave up that hit. Oh, no. Well, and if he can get out of this inning uh, with still with a 5-1 lead, then we have a very good chance to win this ballgame because we're 22-2 and two leading after the seven. So, All right, so um, I had a question for you. Yeah. Which is about the year of the no-hitter. Garcia got a called third strike on the outside oh, corner. Nice. So, all right, hey, we're in good shape. Twenty-two and two, about top to be twenty-three the, and two, top of the eighth. Uh, so, the Giants have three starters who are pretty much lights out this year: Gossman, Desclafani, 
and Alex Wood. Out of the guys on the Giants pitching staff, since this is the year of the no-hitter, who do you think has the best shot to throw it for the Giants? Because, you know, there's there's already been a handful of them, and you look at the way that the Giants starters are pitching, I think there's a really good shot that someone throws a no-hitter this year. I think you're right. And, I, again, let's go back to the pitch counts because that's the key. Kapler was uh, had a uh, cap, no pun intended, on on pitchers last year because of COVID. Uh, guys weren't ramped up. They're, 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 you know, no hitters weren't happening. It just wasn't the thing. I think there was one or two last year, uh, shortened season, but it, it didn't happen for the Giants. But so let's look at the four. What do we have? Four no hitters this year. One, two, three, four. All of them have gone. 114 pitches for Wade Miley, 113 for John Means, 114 for Rodon, and 112 for Joe Musgrove. So that seems to kind of be the sweet spot, around 110 to 115 pitches. Uh, For Giants pitchers, so Gossman has gone over 100 twice. Uh, Desclafani has gone over 100 one time so far. He's more in the 86, 94, 87, 68, uh, 100, 76, 89, 76. Alex Wood, 5-0, and right? Uh, or 4-0. and No, 5-0. and Yes, 5-0. and 5-0. and um, Yeah, there we go, 5-0. Uh, 61, 97, 97, 81, 99, 100. But he hasn't gotten out of the seventh inning yet. Gossman has gone to the eighth inning twice uh, and actually started the ninth inning one time. I know it's an easy pick for me to say Gossman's going to be our guy to throw a no-hitter this year. First one to do it for the Giants this season. And I'm, I'm sticking with that because mm-hmm. he's the guy who's stretched out the most. He's got the swing and miss stuff. Wood pitches to contact. He's not so much a strikeout hitter, but Gossman gets those strikeouts. That does raise up your pitch count because if you go to those two, two, three, two counts and you still get the strikeout, you're throwing five or six, seven pitches per at bat. Uh, But he does have what it takes to get deep. He's got that split finger that is just absolutely nasty. You can get guys on that. The two times he has gone to the eighth inning, uh, April 24th against Miami, eighth inning, two hits. Uh, and then most recently, Pittsburgh a couple days ago, eight, eight innings, five hits. But he had double-digit strikeouts in both those games, 11 against Miami, 12 against Pittsburgh. So I think he's got the stuff to do. it. When you look at the strikeouts in the no-hitters, and I always like to look at strikeouts when I see no-hitters because I say, well, did he strike out like 20 guys? Because if he did he's going to be at like 120, 125 <laughs> pitches. I mean, that's a lot of pitches. What was that one game that Linscombe threw that no-hitter? He had like 140 oh, pitches. Yeah, let's go down to that. 2014, June 25th, 113 pitches. Let's go down. Here we go. 2013, July 13th against Padres, 148 pitches. <laughs> and he struck out 13, but he walked four. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's 17 batters where you're either walking them or striking them out. And that's a lot because you figure if you're a pitch to contact type of pitcher, you can get a guy to swing at your stuff weekly, ground out into 
three pitches maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see that a whole lot. Uh, the lowest strikeout number for a no hitter since 2013 has been five. And that's Alec Mills last year. Uh, he pitched nine innings, three walks, five strikeouts. So you don't see a lot of low strikeout guys getting because they pitch to contact. If you pitch to contact, there's more chance of that ball falling in. Um, so you're going to get a guy who's going to get around 10 to 15 strikeouts, and that's usually where it's going to be. But the only guy doing that right now for the Giants is Gossman. Wood could be there. Desclafani is a five, six inning guy right now. So I think Gossman is going to be the first guy to get that. And he'll probably, you know, throw a no hitter and strike out like, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. That's kind of where he's going to be. But I I think he's going to be the first one to do it for the Giants. I think he's probably the one who's got the stamina and who is throwing still in the mid nineties, you know, by the eighth or ninth inning. And I think that's what you have to have unless your breaking stuff is just off the hook. Like, I, the, who's the White Sox guy? Uh, uh, Rodon is, is yeah. that? Is, you know, he he wasn't overpowering guys, but his breaking stuff was was on fire, and and that's yeah. that that could also be it. You know, if if some of these guys who do pitch a little bit more to contact, if their breaking stuff is just wicked, uh, then then you then you may maybe pick up a few more strikeouts because often more often than not they're guys are just topping balls to the infielders all game long. And and that brings that up there. He struck out seven that game, but with that breaking ball, you can pitch to contact. You can get them to hit weekly, but if you are in Colorado and you are relying on your breaking stuff and you've got a no hitter through four or five, that's like four or five more innings. You've got to go with good breaking stuff in Colorado. If your fastball is just straight and 92 and you're not striking guys out, then it gets a little bit tougher. Uh, So Gossman at home before the end of July. How about, Oh, wow. So gets into the summer. Yeah. Get hot. He's, he's loose. Yeah, he's going to use the yard to his advantage, uh, of course. So he's going to get, you know, a couple. And you're always going to have that one or good, one or two good plays that are just absolutely amazing. You're going to have your uh, Gregor Blanco play in center field. You're going to have your Joaquin the Dream Arias <laughs> back up on the ground ball, take it in the gut and make a good play to, to end the game. You're always going to have those plays that you look back and go, wow, that was amazing. So, uh, And the Giants have a little bit of that defense in the outfield to do that. So. So Flores just hit a double with a runner on first. So now Giants have second and third with uh, looks like one out, I believe, Mm -hmm. in the top of the eighth. And whoever's playing third base looked like maybe his knee locked up on him as as he kind of attempted to to make a stab at Flores' line drive. That's uh, Senzel. So he was a rookie two years ago. Uh, supposed to be the next kind of phenom for the Reds, and he's had nothing but injuries. So, you know, feel bad yeah. for the guy. He's, I, just, I hate to see these rookies come up and just injury after injury after injury. It's just brutal because you want to see what they can do. Yeah, for sure. All right, did you have any questions for me before we get to the uh, end of this the, uh, the the end of this podcast, which will be a look to the rest of this week? Yeah. So. I was thinking the other day, okay, so I have a neighbor who's an Angels fan. Yikes. Older guy. 
Poor them. So, yeah. So he likes to bring it. He's from, uh, where is he from? Somewhere down there. Uh, somewhere down near Anaheim. Not too far away from it. Palmdale, I think. Palmdale. Mm-hmm. He, um, older guy, likes to bring up 2002. <laughs> yeah, he just loves to bring it up. So I was thinking that that used to make me cry. It doesn't make me cry anymore. It, it, and that's what I was going to that's what I was going to ask you and anybody else who's 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 watching, listening. Uh, if, if you want to chime in, too, I want to know, did 2010, 12 and 14? And this is for the older Giants fans like yeah. us, the guys who go way back, like 89 and even earlier, because we had heartbreak in 87. I mean, yeah. we were up three games to two yep. uh, to the Cardinals and we went to St. Louis and all we had to do was uh, score a damn run or two and we couldn't do it. So did 2010, 12 and 14 virtually erase all of that heartache for you? Almost a hundred percent, but the, one small little thing that is still frustrating about it is if you're a Bonds guy, mm. that was his best shot yeah. to get a World Series ring. And so, you know, that frustration about him specifically and that team being on the cusp and and not doing enough to get there. Uh, you know, you think of guys like Nen, who's like, throwing his shoulder out during, you know, <laughs> yeah. during that series yeah. and Dusty's still going to him. And it's pretty clear that, you know, he can only throw a slider because if he throws a fastball, it's like upper eighties max. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for those guys, for that team, I do feel a little frustrated, but it, it you know, winning three in, in five, it, it sort of makes me forget that they even, you know, that they even lost that series. Uh, but, you know, that 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 at the time and before 2010, it's one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever witnessed, really. Yeah, and for me, it pretty much erased most of it. I think, honestly, my biggest heartache is still 2002, so close. Right there. I mean, when when you go late in the game to the sixth inning, it was even the seventh inning, I believe. I mean, Dusty was like, here's the baseball, Russ. He did a great job. Yeah, you won (laughs) us the World Series. I mean, (laughs) that's painful. The first time I remember actually physically shedding tears over the Giants was watching Ozzie Smith pour milk because he wasn't drinking champagne over his uh, over his buddies in the Cardinals uh, uh, clubhouse after 87. Yeah. Uh, that was painful because I was 14 and I was like, oh, well, this is what it's like to have your baseball team win. This is yeah. fantastic. And and so close again. So those two hurt 89. I don't know. That one was kind of just so weird from the beginning to the end because of the the earthquake. Uh, You had your number one and two starter go twice. So that one was just strange all around. Uh, So for me, it's 87 and 2002. Still a little painful, but 10, 12, and 14 pretty much wiped those out for me. I feel. I feel. By the way. Yes. Wilmer doubles. And then, as he's on the bag, 
he I think he hops a little bit. So there's a little bit of air between his foot and the bag and the tag was still on him. They went to review. Wilmer is out at second uh, base. Good Lord. What a goofball. Yeah. But they got a runner at third. Runner in third, no. Slater, Slater just walked. So first and there. third, two outs. And uh, who is coming up here? Silence. <laughs> what do you think about the way this guy wears his hat? This pitcher? I don't, for the, for the I don't care for it at all. <laughs> oh, it's Dubon. It's, it's Dubon with Dubon. the home run from earlier. Now, now Dubon has been clutch. The last couple of weeks. So I expect a really good at bat here. Now that I say that, he's going to ground out on the first pitch. But before, before um, I feel like he put on a little bit of weight this mm-hmm. year. Last year, do you do you remember the nickname that you gave him? Uh, a skeleton. <laughs> and that was a skeleton from, if you've ever seen uh, Nacho Libre, one of my favorite favorite movie comedies of all times. Absolutely love that movie. We try to watch it around uh, Cinco de Mayo every year. We missed it this year, but I I will be watching it again because I I love that movie so much. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, that was the first one. Oh, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I looked up right when he took the swing. Mm, Fooled me. You fooled me, NBC Sports. (laughs) Um but yeah, that that the whole he looks exactly like a skeleton, especially when he has the longer hair. But now yeah. he's bulked up. I think he added 14 pounds of muscle. Yeah. Which is hard to do. I mean, how do you add 14 pounds of muscle? I mean, I know a way, but it's not <laughs> not the way that I hope that he did it. It's not legit. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure he is the type uh, my, my guess is that it'll even be hard to keep for him to keep that weight on for the whole season, but it's, it's mostly like, are they, did they score the run? Like, I don't think, I think that was a pickoff move. I know. Why didn't they run? Who's on third base? You got two outs at that point. You just take off and score. Well, rough did score. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, he did. Because I'm in there congratulating him. So, <laughs> so good job by Slater and, getting in that rundown. Yeah, there you go. Yep, pick off move. That was a good move. Really good move. And then rough that to was, score. God, that was so oh. dumb. Yeah. What are you doing, Cincinnati Reds? That wasn't that wasn't even a close run. That was very easy. I wonder yeah. if the Reds even remembered that there were two outs. Giants stole that run right there. Jeez. Six six one going to the bottom of the eighth. We'll take it. All right, so uh, it looks like we're actually going to beat the game. Uh, I was I was wondering yeah. who was going to finish first, us or, or the game. But I do have one more thing that I want to yeah, talk yeah. to you about, which is this giant series against the Dodgers coming up. Now, the Giants are playing three or no, three more after today against the Reds. Mm-hmm. And then they have three in San Francisco with the Dodgers coming to town. And, you know, I, I like to, I like to talk about sort of the litmus test and, and those Padres games I thought were pretty good litmus tests for the giants. But yeah. I, I, in my, my opinion, I still think the Dodgers are their team to beat. So yeah. Dodgers coming to, to San Francisco, I'm not. I, I, I mean, I want to see them play. I want to see them match up. I want to see them play. I'm sure this series is going to be 
the most overblown May series in the history of baseball, right? We're, we're going to treat it like yeah. it's the World Series just because it's the Dodgers and Dodgers fans are going to do the same, though. There's a little bit of there's a little bit of air to the Dodgers this year now that they finally got that fake championship last year. Yeah, yeah. The half that a, they're a like, oh, yeah. you uh, were, you know, we, we broke that, you know, from 88 and everything. But I do think that if the Giants win two out of three, I think that says a lot. Uh, now, again, it's May. We're going to be not even 50 games into the season by the time this series happens. But what do you consider a good series for the Giants? Like, I, I can't imagine they only win one and I'm going to be happy. No, absolutely not. It's got to be a two out of three or a sweep. Uh, they are going to play each other seven after this uh, red series. They will be playing each other seven out of nine. Is that what it is? Let's see. One, two, three. I'm, I'm doing math right now. Four, <laughs> five, six. Yep. Seven out of nine. So they're going to go home for LA after the Cincinnati series. Then they're going to go to Arizona for two. Maybe we get bum in that series. I don't know. Let me think. Here, let's see. Let's let's do some math. Let's do more math. I was a, I was a, I was a week before though. If I would if this would have been this same day next week, I could have seen the Giants play Arizona. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Arizona, I see bum pitches tonight. I believe he's been on an absolute tear. Yeah, I think fire. The, the last five games, he has the lowest whip since uh, any player has had in a five game. Uh, stretch since 1915. What is his velocity like? Is, is he? He's up to 93. Okay. He's, he's 92, 93 on his fastball. Um, and the funny thing is, he ditched the pregame uh, kind of game plan. And now he's going back to bum feel. Oh, so wow. He's, he's pitching on feel. If he thinks <laughs> this guy is missing his stuff, he's going to pitch him a certain way. And the, uh, the Arizona brass has pretty much said, yeah, we're good with that. Yeah. We, we, we tried to get him to follow game plans the last two years and it wasn't working. Yeah. So it works better than what it was before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if Bun pitches tonight, is he one, two, three, four, Whistler struck out the first guy in the eighth, by the way. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five. We may see him. We may see him on Wednesday of next week, not this week. Uh, so, anyways, Giants play uh, four, uh, seven out of nine games against the Dodgers. I think, I think you have to win two out of three uh, this coming weekend. You're at home. You're catching the Dodgers with a ton of injuries right now um bauer let's see are we gonna get bauer here's my math again one he pitched yesterday no he pitched saturday one two three four five yeah they should get him they should get him what friday Mm, maybe not if if the dodgers have a full week this week he will pitch on thursday if not he will pitch friday so it depends on what kind of week they have. I don't know what their schedule's like. We have a full week. We don't have any days off this week. Um, so, yeah. So I think they have to win two out of three for it to be successful. Uh, I I would not be shocked if they swept them in this three-game set at home. Uh, the crowd's going to be amped. Are there going to be more uh, fans at the game? 
right now. I'm not sure California's code, how they're doing everything right now. Last I saw it was still like nine to 10,000, but I'm not It'll sure be full. when that changes. That'll be completely full. That'll be capacity of whatever it is. So. Someone just took Whistler deep. So it's five, two, six, two. Uh, of course. Bottom of the, <laughs> bottom it of was, the, uh, I think it was, Na- I think it was Naquin. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that guy, I mean, he's yeah. hanging, hanging slider. Mm. And that's what, that's all he throws. <laughs> Everybody's going to hate on Whistler. You know what? In a six, one ball game, you hang a slider, a guy hits a solo shot. Who cares? I mean, that's, you know, I, I'm not too worried about that. It's, it's the letting, you know, it's walking guys and giving up solid base hits. That's what kills you every yep. time. But, you know, you challenge some guy, he hits a home run. It's 6-2. You still have a four-run lead with one out. You're good. Uh, and then, so, yeah, two out of three. And then go to Arizona, take care of business. And then go to L.A. for four. So, it's going to be a real crazy, hard stretch of baseball. Starting now, I mean, Cincinnati's a, a 500 ball club. They came into this game and into the series 19 and 19. Um, so so they're going to be tough to deal with in a four-game series. Uh, if the Giants can take three out of four from Cincinnati, they especially go home extremely confident against the Dodgers. Uh, if they can stretch out their lead to three or four games. But yeah, the Dodgers are hurting right now. They're, they've just got a lot of problems. And their bullpen is not fantastic. Diamondbacks are a little bit cold as well. We were talking yeah. on a couple of the last shows that, you know, they're coming too. you know, this, this, yeah. this division is going to be competitive, but they've uh, only won three of their last 10. So they're sitting mm. 18 and 23 right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think Dodger series will be really important from that lit- litmus test perspective. We are going to overreact. I will say that. Right now, (laughs) next week on this very show, if the Giants lose two out of three, we will probably be talking about uh, it was a good it was a good run. Uh, But uh, (laughs) but if they win two out of three, we're going to be like, oh, man. You yeah, maybe may, may making some, you know, don't don't go on vacation in October. We're going to be uh, Denny greening it. Right. They are who we thought they were. By the way, Whistler <laughs> just threw another hanging slider. And... Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So now, so I said it was okay if you give up one solo shot. <laughs> they give up two solo shots. It starts to not be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not good. Uh, I, I mean, there's only one out. So I, I kind of hope that this is it for him and, and they bring they bring in Rogers or something. I, I don't even dare go look on Twitter right now and see what's <laughs> happening. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. So <laughs> next week will be an exciting show. Cause we'll be able to talk about giants Dodgers and we'll be glued to our TV sets this weekend uh, watching that. And, you know, for those who are, it was Suarez, by the way. I, I didn't mention who hit the Jack. It was a, uh, and, and he's hitting like, a, he's hitting like one ninety, I think. He it was it was oh, a one fifty six. There you go. It was what Kuiper would call a high drive. It was really uh, high. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um. But you know, basketball is is getting in in, in the playoffs. You have Giants Dodgers. So this is actually a really good. It's going to be a really good sports weekend. Yeah. Um. The the uh, my Warriors play the Lakers in the play in on Wednesday, and they have two opportunities to win one game, and if they win one game, they'll be in the playoffs. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun weekend. Is it sinful for me to say I'm, – I'm not a huge basketball fan. I, I was back in the day. I loved, like, you know, Clyde Drexler and Carl Malone and 
Neek, Dominique mm-hmm. Wilkins was my guy, Spud Webb, Atlanta Hawks back in the day. Is it is it sinful for me to say that I only watch the Warriors when the when they're in the playoffs? I'm not a Warriors fan, but I like to watch them when they're in the playoffs because I like to watch Steph Curry do his thing. Is that sinful? I mean, it's not sinful. I think it's kind of uh oh. No, oh, thank thankfully this one ran out of air. Good lord. The look on Whistler's face right now is like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The, I don't I don't know if anybody's warming up. I would hope. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Kapler, Kapler's coming out. Yeah. Um, Let's see what which <clears throat> arm he throws up. Left or right. Look at yeah, Whist, Whistler's uh <laughs> Not, not much, not much he can do, right? Like when you no. give up to, I mean, these guys, this, those two Reds hitters were just like, let me see how far I can hit this baseball. Like that's the kind of swings that they took. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a page out of John Boy here, and I'm going to read lips. And I think he just said he handed Cap the ball, and he said, "F me." <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he said. <laughs> Whistler comes into the game. With a six plus ERA, I think it was six plus, and he exits the game with a seven point two ERA. And he was doing so well, man. He was bringing that ERA down, so he's going to have fr- some blips, but you know. I mean, I think he may be the. Uh, unfortunately, he may be the Trevor Gott of this season <sighs> when it comes to you know what his future is like. Poor kid. I, at this point, you know, and we'll get out of here right now. But who do you feel more comfortable with the baseball, Duvall or Whistler? I think Whistler. I I honestly think Whistler. I mean, this ballpark sucks. It's. I mean, if you were hanging sliders at AT and T, you can get away with it. If you hang sliders here, you're not going to get away with it. So, Whistler at home against the Dodgers this weekend, hanging sliders. I feel better about it. I don't feel good about Doval throwing you know, meaty 100-mile-an-hour fastballs right down the middle of the plate at AT&T. Um, guys are going to turn on those and hit them like, what, what, you know, exit velo of 120, 121. So it's going to be nasty. So I feel a little more confident with Whistler right now. And if the Giants uh, feel the same way as you, then then maybe he does have a little bit of a longer stint. But, you know, at some point, you got to really figure it out because if you are expecting to continue to play good baseball, you probably can't really afford to have a guy whose ERA is sitting in the sevens and he's only throwing, you know, an inning every two or three games. That's not good because yeah. his job is literally to just get you to the next inning without any damage. Um So Giants, uh, they they bring in uh, Baragar, uh, Baragar. And uh, they're going to try to get out of this inning, two outs in the bottom of the eighth here. But uh, we we're done here. So for those who watched us on either the live stream or on the uh, the YouTube video, uh, throw us a, a, a couple comments. Um, subscribe if you can to our YouTube channel. We'll, we'll try to do more of these. And for the people on the podcast, I, I want to say that, you know, this is a, a podcast that Brad and I have mostly done out of uh, the love of the game and, and fun. And, you know, we weren't really marketing it too hard, though Brad's been doing a lot of good stuff on Twitter and Instagram. And our, you know, 
season's going well for the Giants, so our listeners, our our listens are uh, are are doing pretty well right now. So if you are listening, uh, whatever Apple Podcasts or whatever, I think I don't know if there's other like Google Podcasts or whatever if you could leave leave reviews. But for Apple specifically, yeah. throw us a review. It helps us get ranked a little bit better. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. And then on, on YouTube again, like I said, you know, just hit that subscribe and. We uh we are done here. So next week we'll talk about the week that was if the Giants can get out of this game alive. <laughs> and then they got the big <laughs> series with the Dodgers. So for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.